it was a freedom from the need to be liberated. Be liberated. I had tried drugs. I had tried, you know, fucking Tai Chi, Chi Kung, you know, meditating, you know, therapeutic retreats, a lot of things. But basically, all I wanted was a, a sense of traveling lighter through my day. Yeah. Now I have it. And part of that is I've lost interest in a lot of things that promise you to travel lighter. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Once you have the, the sense of traveling lighter, you're not really interested in buying any new products of how to travel lighter better or more because the traveling lighter provokes its own growth in a sense. Yeah. As long as, you're, as long as there's an awareness or the entertaining of being aware, it sort of promotes the awareness in a way. And it, it promotes the entertaining of it, yeah? So while you're aware, while you're entertaining the awareness, yeah? Then you're aware of the entertaining, then the entertaining is the, of the awareness, and you're aware of the entertaining, and it just, go, it just grows in a way here. Or if, let's say in time it builds a momentum, yeah? And it's almost like electromagnetism where electricity and magnetism produce each other, yeah? It never ends. It's an infinite source of energy. Electricity produces magnetism. Magnetism produces the electricity. So here's mind entertaining the awareness. It produces, not produces, but it rein, it, rein, it like it makes the awareness real to you, yeah. And then that makes the entertaining stronger, and it goes on and on and on and on and on, yeah, day in and day out. And there's no. Uh, then there's a lot of activity underneath it all. You're running around doing this. Maybe you want to go surfing. Maybe you're looking for a new jacket. Maybe you're having a talk with your girlfriend. Maybe you're trying to find a better food because it's something producing gas in you, whatever. All that's going on, but the overriding or the underlying both state is that you're a conscious of being conscious, let's say. You're aware of being aware. Your mind, which has the ability to reflect is reflecting awareness, so it senses in in a way the way it feels like it's becoming is I'm aware, yeah. So there's the awareness. All this is there's mind. Mind is reflecting the awareness, and so how it how it uh, let's say translates here is I'm aware, yeah. There's awareness and there's mind. Mind's ability is to reflect, right? If you look at some Buddhist texts, they say the essential nature of mind is that it's empty, empty. Yeah, there's no thing. There's no no thing. It's just beyond description. Da da da. da the void. Every whatever you want to call it. Then it says, the nature of mind is to reflect. So my mind's reflecting. So here, if there's this thought system going on, and the mind is reflecting it, and in that reflection, through ignorance, that thought system, that selfing, produces a, a, a pseudo image of being a self, and that's what mind's entertaining. Yeah. So it has, let's say, here's the, adver the advertisement from a very small aspect of mind, a mental process called selfing. It has the advertisement that there's a self. So it reflects that in an ignorant way, and it gets the feel, it produces a feeling of being the self. So here's the same mind. Now mind is reflecting the possibility of consciousness or awareness, yeah? And when it reflects that, it interprets it or translates it as I'm aware. That's the traveling lighter. Yeah? Reflecting awareness, it has a sense of, I'm aware. So when the mind's saying, you're not aware, you should be aware, you're going to be aware, you once was aware, 
there's an overriding state of I'm aware. Yeah? So the, the, all the plans to become aware are sort of dismissed a lot because you already are what you want to become. All the, all the stories that I was once aware when I was in Bali at that waterfall and I had, you know, hadn't eaten food for eight days and then, yeah, I was aware. That gets dismissed because I'm aware now. Yeah? So the I was and I will be don't have, they're not like, they're not appetizing fruit, mental fruit. So the mind just stays in the reflection of awareness, which is what? Always available at all times. As long as there's an onness, as long as there's a life, the ability to reflect is there, and awareness is never not going to be there to reflect. Yeah? It's not a thing. You don't see an, uh, an image. But the best, ta- the best way it happens is you become or you start sensing you're aware. Yeah? The emphasis is not so much on the you, but on the awareness. So the way you travel here is like you're aware. Yeah? So, that meant, so now it's reflecting that. Now there's the stream of selfing, which is advertising. There's a real world. There's time. You were once Paul, and you were in a bad situation. You will be Paul in a bad situation. Therefore, you are Paul in that bad situation. It's, it's attempting to keep buying what? Your interest and attention. But now you have an unwaver, unwavering non-object for your interest and attention to rest in, which is awareness. It's not being produced by a product. It's not coming out from a circumstance or a situation. It's always available at all times. It's like a, it's, it's like a never-setting sun in the, in the sky of mind. Yeah? If the mind has any like interest or gets attracted to it, it can get caught in that gaze of the sun and it's never broken. Yeah? Your ability to entertain matches the incessant awareness, the, cons- the constancy of the awareness. So there's like a tractor beam. Boom, boom, you're there. Now everything comes and goes in your life. The situations change, your physical condition, your emotional condition, your mental condition, all these conditions, but there's an unwavering reliability in this recognition. Yeah? That I'm not Paul, I'm not this, I'm not that, but I'm aware. Yeah. Then hopefully the I'm drops off and there's just awareness. Well, let's just stay with I'm aware. Now, what happens when you're aware? You travel lighter over whatever geography your life has in store for you. I don't know what's going to happen to you today. Yeah. You may have a great plan and at 348 your world may end. Who knows? But the fact is, you'll be traveling lighter at that moment the world ends. Yeah. Because... That moment at the world ends will be preceded by a moment of awareness. It will be happening during a moment of awareness. And I get you, I'm going to just say, believe it or not, that there's going to be an after-awareness. Yeah? That the awareness never gets interrupted. Everything else here gets interrupted. A talk can get interrupted. You know, your digestion with a burp can get interrupted. You know, everything can get interrupted. But this awareness doesn't get interrupted. Yeah? So what we're doing, in a way, is just entertaining, using this quality of the mind that being, is being used all day by advertisements, you know, by people wanting you to believe something. They keep repeating a freaking lie until you believe it to be true. All this, we're just using that little poison, in a way, because it's not a poison, it's how it's used, but we're using it as an antidote. We're repeating this message over and over again, 20-something years, a couple times a week, yes? Just keep repeating it in as many ways as my mind can come up with presenting it, but it's basically the same thing, yeah? So, or the same no thing. 
and then the mind gets it, starts entertaining it, and then that then it takes the parameters of time off the awareness. In other words, my recognition of awareness isn't based on where I am or how I'm doing. It doesn't have any conditional constraints anymore. It starts outshining all the circumstances, the situations. And one of the biggest ones, the influence of time, it starts outshining that. So you get a sense in every seeming moment of time, this momentless state, that's the momentless state, the the unvarying state that's available. And so your mind finds a thing that's worthy of the rest in, and it does. So while it's reflecting the comings and goings, they're all coming and going, at the same time, it's reflecting the context which all the comings and goings are happening in. It doesn't have to be either or, yeah? It can, it's totally aware and conscious of what's happening during the day, and yet it's aware of the context of that, yeah? It's aware of what's not being seen. And after a while, the what's not being seen has a big influence on it than what's being seen. There's your freedom. The freedom isn't going to be having all your things put in line, like all your ducks lined up. The freedom isn't going to be having the biggest gate, you know, wall in a gated community. The freedom isn't going to be conditional and circumstantial. The freedom is in just that. Yeah? You get it not from a thing, but you not you don't get it from you. There's a recognition of no thing, and that is the freedom from things. A thing is not going to produce freedom from things. Yeah. It's like I'm getting spiritually interrogated here. Uh, all right, Paul. I want you to answer a question. Is there a self? Well, or like this great, we saw this B movie, I love this B movie, this science fiction movie where this parasite, a space parasite takes over this person and then, it's, and to, you know, in the movie they make it so it has to have an expression on the, you know, the body changes everything, you know, because, you, you know, it's a movie, so it's got to be images, so then they go, someone goes to the guy, is that Kevin? And they, the guy goes, define Kevin. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Define Z, define D, define Chris, yeah? (laughs) That's what your mind's doing all day. And it's settled on one definition. You're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And it's stubbornly burrowed into that. (laughs) And it doesn't want to give up that ghost because it it just scares the living bejesus out of it for some reason to realize that you're a verb, not a noun, you know? I guess it couldn't get up to all of, of all of its shenanigans if it didn't stabilize you as a thing. If it had sensed that you're a no-thing, it would be totally alert and conscious of all things going on, yeah? It said, wait, that's way too much. Let's just stabilize this one idea so we can go to sleep on it like a couch, like a chaise lounge, and just watch the movie of my life like a fucking lousy sitcom and go to sleep, you know? And, uh, you know, you know, you know, gets woke up every once in a while just to slumber even deeply, you know? But when you're a verb, it's like you're an I don't know, you, there's an alertness to mind, yeah? Just like if you're walking in a bad neighborhood. You're not going to be whistling Dixie there. You're, you're going to be like walking around, checking things out. And you'll probably see a lot of things that aren't there, you know, threats. But this is another kind of alertness. It's a very, like, very broad, open alertness, like a diffused light. Not a concentrated light, yeah? I'm not going home and, and meditating on an object, yeah? 
there's a meditation of all objects, seeing that they're what? Inherently empty, as Buddhism says. Yeah? So then you start seeing the no-thing in things and the thing in no-thing. Yeah? It's not like something you study, it just comes down. Downloads occur, and you find out about what's happening. Yeah? But the, the stance is always, I don't know. As soon as you take a stance and you know what's happening, that ain't it. Yeah? But as, soon, as long as the I don't know is in place, you find out it's a much different form of knowledge. You're not taking it in. It's sort of going out. So like the picture isn't seen from the outside. It bleeds through you like a canvas. Yeah? And then you notice, so your mind notices and goes, wow. But it's not like I'm studying this. No. What you wanted to study as outside of you comes through this. And you see it by its fruits. You see it express itself and you go, wow, I used to always fuck up in that situation. And then I just didn't, yeah? I'd always put my foot in my mouth and now I just sat still and let it pause. And what did I see? That giant possibility of a mountain just shrunk back to a molehill. Yeah? And then you start seeing that, hey, this mind's giving everything all the meaning it has. Now, do I want that meaning to be based on a system of thought? called self-centeredness, which I see the insanity of displayed in my own life and everyone else around me? Or would I want to take another possibility? Hey, I may not be that. I may not be the center of that system. What happens? The mind now starts reflecting and opening up to transmissions of another modality. Let's call it centeredness, not self-centeredness, but centeredness. And then you start seeing, hey, how does this... What? What effect does this cause me in my life? I watch my friends. I see how insane they are sometimes. They're totally cooking their hands on the, on the fires of what's not happening. You're going to be burnt enough here. You, <laughs> why imagine bonfires in the future, in the past, and yet not have any ability to break their attention from that entertaining? Yeah, Because the self is still the navigational compass. Then you see, oh, does... If the iron filing had self-centeredness, it would think it was moving towards the magnet, yeah? It would have no sense that the magnet was pulling it. It would be thinking, I did this, yeah? I did this. And then if it was pointing at the wrong side magnet, I, I, I'm burning it. I'm, a, I'm avoiding the magnet, yeah? It's just being moved. It's like that game board where the, the magnet's underneath and then the, it, the game board, the pieces have a voice box and their voice box is self-centered. I'm going to make this move to the second square. Should I? Shouldn't I? And the magnet goes <laughs> to the second square. Oh, see, I made a decision to come to the square. And then guilt or pride abounds from the <laughs> And then the square goes, <laughs> and the magnet moves this way. And it, you, you, the narration's always an afterthought to the movement. Just like when feeling is noticed, I don't want to feel that. But <laughs> you already felt it. <laughs> you can never beat it. It's like a gunslinger that has his gun out all the time. You're never going to beat it on the draw. Oh, I shouldn't have felt that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so you get to see it. This thing is on a time delay, bro. It's on a time delay. You got one thing, something's going wrong in your life, and then it has a giant stockpile of logs to throw on the fire and then just cook your ass. That's what it does. It's never going to get better. It's as bleak as it's ever been. People do that to me all the time. They call me, I ran into the problem. And I said, let me remind you of you ran into the problem three months ago, but this is the problem. 
Okay, so this is the problem. I thought that was the problem. It's always the problem when it's the problem. Yeah. And how many days have, how many times has your world shattered and it still goes on? I had an earth-shattering day. Did the earth shatter? No. It's still Saturday. Some, a lot of things keep spinning. They keep on occurring. Even when you say, I'm putting my foot down. Fuck all this. All this doesn't stop, does it? <laughs> it's like you, you're holding these reins, but the horses never listen to you. You're like, come on, go this way, go that way. And then whatever way it goes, you go, oh, I went that way. I chose to go that way. Do you see it? But the awareness is there prior to it. Why not rest there for a while? You're aware of it. The mind, the mental process wants to take your attention as fast as way as possible to it. And you know the fastest way to get out of timelessness is time. That's what it does. It gets into time. You're running to the next bigger moment. But if you could just entertain the possibility that you've never moved ever. Your mind has never left anywhere. It's the context of everything that's going on. You are not something that has appeared in it and is going to disappear in it. You are that space of the appearances and disappearances. You at least have that quality of mind. You can reflect that. Let, it, let that wash over all the circumstances and situations. All of your ideas of how things are and they're going to be and how you were and how you're going to be. Just let it wash over and I'm telling you, it will soften the, the rough edges. It will fucking change the geometry of your mind instead of right angles and fucking... 90 degrees and this and that, you'll become much more circular. Yeah? You won't see a beginning and an end. How can you on a circle? It's wherever you, wherever you are is the center of every place you've been. Yeah? You start noticing something that you didn't notice before and it has a great leavening effect on you. You travel lighter. Now I could see this lady. She wants relief. I've watched her in Toronto. She's suffering quite a lot. And that suffering will motivate you to take actions. But sometimes the actions you take produce other actions. And you get unintended consequences. This is attempting to entertain that there's an aspect of you that has never been sullied, never been affected, never grew, never receded. Yeah? never arrived at the scene too late or too early, was always there. There's an aspect that is, in a sense, transcending what isn't so. Yeah? Just take a little, if you could entertain just a little bit of that. One, like Jesus says, you know, the faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. If you could have faith in mind, I don't mean your conditional mind. I don't mean the mind that's looking for the next, next punch or prophesizing the next dilemma or a precipice, you know, or re recollecting all the terrible or great things that have happened. I mean the raw mind. I mean that mind that was exhibiting itself when you were a kid, yeah? When you were playing and that's all that was going on. You'd be looking like a crack in here and then after a while you'd see an army of ants walking down through the crack and then you'd see something else. And you would just be in that. That would be the world. That would be the beginning and end of it. Yeah? And you were so immersed in it. And there was no narrating going, you're really immersed in this, Paul. But will you be next week? They're going to take this cement down. And they're going to put a grass knoll here or something. No. You would just be there because your mind had entertained you could be anywhere else. Wasn't that incredible? 
Then it got up to these insane assumptions that became realities to it. I don't have to be where I am. <laughs> I can be here. I can get into the moment. You can't be out of a moment. I can get out of self. You can't be in a self. You see, the best way out of something is realize you were never in it. It's the only way that works. I'm telling you. You try it. Go out and try. Prior practice has promises you to get out of something that you're not in. How could it be successful? Now, you may huff and puff and say you're out of it. You may act as if you're out of it. When push comes to shove, you can never leave where you haven't been. I'm saying there's an aspect of mind here, no matter if it's been, it's been suffocated and drowned underneath the mud of this place, has never gotten dirty, never. There's an aspect of mind that no matter what appears in it, it whatever appears in it doesn't leave one scent on it, one track on it, one henna tattoo on it, doesn't leave one blemish on it, and never will and never has. Yeah? There is an aspect no matter how down the pitch you've gone, no matter how exalted you've been, there's still a raw aspect of mind that's never been touched here. And it's accessible. You are that. You have the ability to reflect. What way is your mind pointed to? Is it pointed outside all the time, seeing things and having it reflect back to you as a thing? That's called the loop of self-centeredness. Or is it is that like, like satellite dish changed a little bit and it's picking up another frequency. Not of self-centeredness, but of centeredness. And now it's being moved and dictated by that. And you find out the navigation by, by you following the course. You don't know the course until it downloads. Yeah. I have people call me and they I think I'm ready to become a teacher. And they want to set out a course. I said, I hope you're ready for what's going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to probably be the way you think it's going to be. A lot of people are going to get on your case. <laughs> you're going to get advised a lot. <laughs> people are going to get mad at you. <laughs> I mean, I reconsider. <laughs> it's not a good career choice. It's just a download. If you move somewhere and then you find yourself there, that's the seat assignment. And then you have faith in mind, and you realize if this is my, if if this is the assignment, the completion of it is inevitable in a way. Yeah, how can it fail if the power greater than this self has put me here? How can it fail? How can the mission fail? Even if I view the mission as failed, it succeeded because whatever needed to be done will be done, and whatever needed to be undone will be undone. Yeah. Now your little voice box may not like the operation, but have faith in the fucking doctor. It's only when the patient takes itself to be the doctor then the thing, the operation goes bad. <laughs> I mean, there's a tide when it's moving up at night up the shore. Does it, does it realize it's the moon's attraction pulling it? You know how it's like us thinking, you know, how they say they put the ant on the elephant and they ask the ant to describe the elephant and it says it's just, you know, this is what we're, attempt, we're attempting to understand what's un, not understandable. We're, we're prohibited from understanding it when we're identified as this, yeah? That's part of the f- programming of this place. The pro- this programming of this 
isn't facilitated to open up to the possibility that this program doesn't exist. It's not built that way. That has to be inserted by grace in a way. Something occurs and an aspect of mind downloads a little virus and that virus starts eating the system, which is a facade, starts eating it at its roots, yeah? at its archetypical foundation. And then it collapses in and of itself. Yeah? Because it's a house of cards. You can't draw it up. You can't draw up. If you looked at if you looked at what you thought you should be given up and should be acquired, you probably miss you would miss shop. <laughs> the stuff that most <laughs> would is essential to be pared down, you'd be holding as precious, yeah? And this is what it is. This is very economical. It pairs you down, it streamlines you and 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 makes you very flexible. Your mind becomes malleable again. Yeah. So I have an intention, I want to do something. Someone I care about says they want to do something else. I tend to bend that way. Who cares? I'm going to be there at either place. (laughs) You know? And I'm the source of it all. I'm going to be there. (laughs) How could I ever miss the party? (laughs) That's what I thought when I did... In recovery, they have an inventory process where you do a fourth step, and then you do a fifth step. When I did the fifth step, which is you share this inventory with another person and a higher power, it's important that it's like a trinity-type thing, not just you and another person, but this other juice. And then what I realized after months, after the fifth step, I started feeling another sense of uh, well-being in my life because there was more of what I really am in my life. There was less of me, but there was more of what I really was. And what the me was pining for was its own absence. But it wanted to be there when it happened. Yeah? That's the conundrum. <laughs> the self is pining for its own absence. That's the only place it's going to find the, the rest it's really needing is to be out of self. It's pining for its own absence, but it's stuck on the idea that it wants to be there when it happens. That's what's given up. Yeah? It's like a grieving, because you would. You'd really like it. It has the desire to be there. You'd like to send postcards from it to people. I've arrived. It's finally happened. Look at me. Oh, but it's it's one of the packages that gets put down. It's not thrown down and stomped on. It's just just put down. It's not even dropped. It's just gently put down, because it's not necessary. You can have a total encompassing experience of life here, without a you that's, that's becoming the owner of it or having it or being the proprietor of it, you'll have more of a sense of what you're looking for with the absence of that than you'll ever have with its presence because its presence is made up. For it, to sense, if, for it to sense to be here, something that's really here has to be ignored. Yeah? Or it won't be able to appear when it, how it wants to appear. It wants to be all and everything. It wants to be like the God of the Old Testament. It doesn't want to have any other gods before it. It's a jealous motherfucking I'll smoke you type God. It doesn't want to have anything else. So if for it to be present, what's present has to be ignored, denied, yeah, unattended to, distracted. You read the read this Zen stuff. Read the Zen treatise called Faith Mind. They tell you how much power the mind has. It says, oh, reality is clear and bright, but with with the mind entertaining simple preferences, it'll be totally unseen. Yeah? 
This is the role you have here. What's incredibly always so cannot seem to be so from this point of view. Talks are getting shorter and shorter. Hopefully the quality is going up. It's not a bad thing. It's not bad. Not good. If not, I'm going to get really sunburned. <laughs> I have to take these pants off. It's fucking heavy and hot. I, mean, I thought I had shorts, but I don't have them. I don't want to take the shirt off, you know. I don't want to see that. <laughs> so, any questions today? How does it apply to your day? Simply. Look at, are you the thinker of the thoughts? They tend to be attend. They tend, even though you don't don't. See, you, even though it looks like a tree is bigger than a thought, what's taking most of your attention is the thought, because you only see the tree through the, that thought system's point of view. Yeah, the thought is just a vehicle that the thought system, the selfing, uses. Yeah, that's where it injects meaning into. So of course, a tree seems much more profound than a thought. But I bet you the biggest influence on your day is the thoughts, not the tree. Yeah. So what would happen if you could entertain, I'm not the thinker of the thoughts? It's not a big leap. You don't, have you ever felt like you thought a thought? Yeah, you can go, well, a topic comes up, and then you go, I'm going to think about that topic. Yeah, but the topic came up. So whatever initiates the, thought, the other thoughts is, is a thought that just shows up. There's an awareness, consciousness of it. So it's not hard to entertain you, not the thinker of it, especially if you're in alcoholism, AA, you'll see that a lot of people seem to have your thoughts, so how could they be yours? Yeah? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, how could someone in India have my thoughts? Where did he get them? <laughs> so this sense of terminal uniqueness is just bullshit. So you just see this, all right, and then what happens? See how your day is. So when the day your thoughts are telling you, this is the worst it's ever been for me, with the ingredient of time in it, which is, the statement is, this is the worst it's ever been for me. Maybe that has some impact. But then it stretches it out, and it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened to you for some time. Yeah? That is an addition. Yeah? Check it out. See it. When you see it, and you don't buy it, what happens? Its spell loses its effect. You're your own hypnotist. Who else is hypnotizing you? Nobody gives a shit about me in Tam Valley. No one's planning a date. Let's wreck Paul's day. Maybe, maybe somebody. Who knows? I don't think so. It's, it's not. They could care less. What's happening? What's causing your day to be seen this way or that way? How do you get the information to build up a story during this day? Up here, eh? Isn't it through a thought system? Is it through translating of feelings? Is it in recollecting the past and worrying about a future? Isn't it? Isn't something that has just all these incredibly non-committed ingredients put together to cook up a big pot of misery? Who's that, who's that master chef? And why are you in the kitchen? <laughs> why do you keep taking its fucking desserts? It's little treats. I'll fuck your whole weekend up here. What is she doing? What is she doing this tonight? Oh, they'll fuck your whole weekend up. That's pretty good. Throw that little bone in there. <laughs> What's this? this cancer? <laughs> Whatever, you know. It just does this. What's allowing that to come to fruition? Your belief in it. 
This isn't like a passive thing. This isn't a victim finally admitting, I'm the truest victim of all. I surrender to all the powers of the universe. Do with me as you will. You're playing a role in it, in a way. Not you and me, but the mind. Take true responsibility. Have faith in mind. When you shout out not to, get it. Yeah? So. We are going to have a five, tonight after the meeting, everyone wants to have a five minute bitch slapping session. Come and see me inside. Huh? Feisty today. I like to slap some people. <laughs> me included, but I want to feel like it. It'll be, it'll be for your better. It'll be part of the teaching, as they say. So just give me a chance, please. I'll ayahuasca you. I'll whack you. Good. Yes? What do you do with the obsession of what's next? What do you do with the obsession that's with? Well, it matters. Go help somebody else. See what's happening with them now. Yeah, your what's next will disappear if you help with someone with what's happening with them now. Service is something that's undeveloped in non-duality circles. It's a very good thing. Very skillful means to get a sense of being out of self. Yeah? So you're worried about what's next for you, then if you're concerned about what's actually happening to someone else, you'll be freed from that what's next. Yeah? That's one way. That's the tried and true. If all else fails, serve. basis of a whole recovery program, unity, service, and recovery. And uh, I, when I first got introduced to doing the talks outside of recovery, that's what I noticed a lot. People had a lot of knowledge, but they were beating themselves up with it about, I'm not a self. <laughs> you know, it's just insane. And I would just say, why don't you just go to a soup kitchen and help someone else today, who you don't know, not a family member, just some stranger. And I bet you you'll feel a lot better than going home and reading, you know, What's now? Or whatever. What's next? Whatever. You know? Really. So, if, if nothing seems else work, just help someone else. And don't... Well, is it really helping? Don't buy. Just don't get into it. Just fucking help someone else. <laughs> you know? You're being used here. Just like these words. You say these words, and I have no idea how you're hearing them or how the mind's going to use them. That's not the job. The job is just put something out yeah, this isn't like you've got to eat this steak just the way I want you to eat this steak. I don't even know if it's a steak for you. Yeah, it just goes out there. I had that happen a lot in recovery. I do a talk and I had an idea what I thought I was saying, and people would come up. I really like what you said, and then they tell me, and it wasn't anything I was meaning when I was saying it. I go, wow, and then oh yeah, I really like this. I go, and then they say, like what? And I've had people introduce me. And they had their I take on me was totally different than what I thought I'd been putting out in this in this like uh, someone introduced me at a big talk. I was listening. To, what? I, it was like I never meant it. I didn't. I'm not meaning any of that when I'm saying it. You know. So this is just like throwing a seed. The funny thing is, there isn't a carrot seed. There isn't a tomato seed. There's just a seed. The mind does the rest. Yeah. The mind makes it a tomato, makes it a carrot, makes it everything. It's mind. Mind and mind alone. Yeah? You know the experience you're having here is a subjective experience? It's way beyond that. This whole place is subjectified by mind. All this is appearing as mind. Yeah? It's dreaming. 
if you want, I don't like to call it it's, there's a dreaming going on. That's so, f- what we call being subjective, like we see a tree and we don't think that's dreamt, and then we give it a meaning and someone else gives a different meaning to But if you take it back farther, the, the, the tree is just a meaning of mind, yeah? Everything is just a meaning of mind. This is called subjectivity, pure subjectivity, riffing. We're just, we're like, yeah. All right. Everyone's